At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Jay is for Justice. <laughs> Hi, Melissa. Hi, Jay. So Melissa is in Chicago and things are pretty bad there with the coronavirus. And um, so I was just asking her how she was doing. So with that being said, I want to move on and get into this case of Suzanne Morphew. I know we've all kind of been following this in the group. If you are not a member of JS for Justice podcast group, um, you can go on Facebook and find us there. Um, but yeah, we have some discussions going on. And the gist of this case is, you know, there's very few, very few details right now. And yes, John is on panel, but we are going to recap. And then John is going to join us in just a few minutes. So stand by for, for John. Um, but what we have here is we have another missing mother in Colorado, which is absolutely crazy. Um, she left on Mother's Day from her house in Maysville, Colorado, and she went on a bike ride by herself. Um, we do know that her husband, Barry, was in Denver at the time. Um, we're not sure why we I've heard conflicting stories that um, he was a volunteer firefighter and there may have been some kind of training. Um, and then I heard another story. So I'm not sure if either one of them are even accurate. Um, but he nonetheless, he was in Denver on Mother's Day and she went for this bike ride. I'm not quite sure when she left, but her neighbor reported her missing. So I know a lot of people were like, why did her neighbor report her missing? Like, what happened? You know, well, I actually heard about that, that the daughters couldn't get a hold of Suzanne on Mother's Day. So they reached out to a neighbor. Yes, yes. That's what I read today as well, that it was the daughters that were alarmed that she hadn't returned. Right. But I don't think we really have a time frame of when she left. No, that I don't know. I do know she was reported missing, I think, around 5.30 p.m. Um, out there in Colorado on Mother's Day. Um, there's a $200,000 reward for her safe return with no questions asked. And this reward is being offered by her husband, Barry. A 100000 he put up. And then a family friend who is unnamed put up another 100000 so there's $200,000 for her safe return. And the fact that she hasn't been returned is, is, you know, with that high of a reward, no questions asked. It's, it's really, it's really scary to think about what may have happened to her. Um, but they had a, over a hundred um, law enforcement personnel 
out there looking for her since last Sunday. They've used drones, tracking dogs. Um, they've been out. Uh, the Colorado Swiftwater rescue teams have been out um, on little local watersheds and things like that. Um, the police have been have narrowed in on an area of County Road 225 and West Highway 50, which is right down the street from her house. She lives in a very desolate area in the mountains. So when you say a neighbor, you know, called the, the authorities, um, the neighbors are kind of far away. So that was what I was saying the other night when on my live was when I pulled up the Google Earth, I was like, wow, the neighbors aren't real close where they'd see her come and go necessarily. So it makes sense that her daughters went over to the neighbors and alerted them that they hadn't seen her. Um, so other than that, they did search that area. They found her bike. And from what I heard, her bike was propped up against a tree. Now that, I, I can't confirm that, but that is something that I did read. And that they found some personal items. Um, and her nephew, Trevor Noel, has been very vocal. He's been the family spokesperson uh, from day one. And he's been the one giving press conferences and things like that. So as of, I believe, yesterday, the FBI has joined the CBI in this search effort. <clears throat> so they have received a lot of tips. And uh, they continued searching today as well. So I have the tip line going across the screen. Um, if anybody has any information on the whereabouts of Suzanne Morphew. That is the tip line. Um, and I have someone here on, on my panel tonight. Um, his name is John Schmitz, and he actually called the tip line with his story. So we're going to hear that here in a, just a few minutes. Um, I do want to play the press conference from yesterday because we didn't get to see the whole thing. So I'm going to play that, and then when we get back from that, we will talk to John. So stick around for that. ...in this is to find Suzanne. And so I want to thank everybody for the cooperation we've been getting, and we ask that you continue that support. Um, we've started a tip line with the assistance of CBI, and I want to give you that tip line number right now because that's kind of our, our lifeline for this thing. And if anybody has any information, whether you think it's little or big, we encourage everybody to call that number and give us that information. And I'm going to give you that number right now. It is, um, tip line number is 719-312-7530. I want to give you a little brief um, recap of what we've done since we received the call of Suzanne's disappearance on Sunday. Uh, just, we've in the area and in the general area, we've run foot searches using air support, canine support, swift water support, and we've also utilized countless hours of drone searches. We've used well over 200 personnel and over 2,000 man hours have gone into this search, but unfortunately we haven't found Suzanne yet, and as I stated before, that is our top priority. Uh, yesterday afternoon, which is Thursday, in the area of County Road 225 and Highway 50, we did find inf um, items that we believe were personal items of Suzanne Morphew, and that 
launched a bigger search we uh, had today, which included the full closure of U.S. Highway 50 on Monarch Pass. In that search, we used uh, today well over 90 searchers that are well-trained individuals from both our local agencies as well as the FBI and CBI. We searched uh, over two and a half miles using grid patterns. Unfortunately, we found no other items in that area at this time. We'll, we're in the process right now of reevaluating where we are with the information we received. And I want to I want to let everybody know that we are receiving information, and so we're constantly reevaluating that information. And based on that, will determine what our actions are tomorrow searching. However, I want to remind everybody that while we're doing this, the investigation continues. Okay, so as I said before, this is a top priority of ours, and we're working very hard on this. Um, once again, we, we, it's just so important to thank everybody for uh, the outpouring assistance we've gotten. We've gotten a lot of requests from the community for uh, volunteer searchers, and we really, really appreciate the assistance. However, in this type of an investigation and search, we're using uh, trained personnel, and so we have to tell these people we're not accepting this help, but we do appreciate the offer, so I want everybody to know that. Once again, I want to remind everybody that the tip line is 719-312-7530, and we've, uh, we've published many pictures of Suzanne, so we encourage everybody to take a look at that, and if they have information, call us. The question was if I can repeat what the items were found. Just so everybody knows, I can't offer any information on any clues or any uh, anything we found during this investigation. It is an open investigation, and so we can't disclose that information at this time. Yes, ma'am. Do you guys believe she's still alive? The question is, is do we believe she's still alive? We, we're certainly hopeful she is. Uh, obviously, as time goes by, it, it gives us concern, but we're searching as though she's alive, and we do believe she should, still could still be alive. Yes, sir. Um, you gave a tip line. If, if the community members are trying to search for her, what can they look for? How can they reach out? The question is, is how, how can the community help us in the search? As I stated before, the, the biggest thing that we are looking for is any information that anybody has. If they're in the area on Sunday the 10th, call the tip line. If they see somebody that they think resembles Suzanne, call the tip line. Anything they think is important. You know, it's like we talk about in uh, national security. If you see something you think is suspicious, call it because you never know. And this is the same case. If you think it's important, call us. We're going to look into it. We have a lot of people working on this, and we're working on everything we can. And excuse me, we just appreciate any help we can get. question is she's an avid biker and if we're searching normal routes uh, it's my understanding she did bike quite a bit and we've searched nearly that we've searched that whole area it doesn't mean that we're not going to keep searching but as we expand our search it's based on what we find and information we receive so we're not ruling anything out but we have to evaluate that that information on a daily basis sir question is is clues and if we recover the bike once again i can't comment on any on any items we found or any part of the investigation you said earlier this week that it probably was an animal that was involved are you still saying that 
Okay, if, if we're we're if we're still looking at, at an animal can be involved, on any open investigation, obviously you don't rule out anything. We've not found anything that would indicate that. However, we're always evaluating. We've been in that area so much. We're always looking. Obviously, and any clues we have, we're going to follow up on. How many tips have you received? You know, I don't have that information. However, as far as specific, I have talked to our investigators. We've gotten a, a lot of tips, and uh, it seems as though they're picking up as the word gets out. Now, I notice on our Facebook page alone, the sheriff's office, we'd reached well close to half a million people. That's important. That's that's a lot, and we get we get those reaches by shares on Facebook. So I encourage everybody, if you get the information, push it out to other people because that's how we get the information out. Yes, he's been cooperative at this point. We hope he continues to do so. What is the investigation going to look like in terms of physically being out on the road? Are you going to close the highway again? How is that going to look? We, uh, the question is if we think we'll possibly close the highway again. We don't know yet. We're talking about that right now based on what we found today, what tomorrow looks like. We'll try to get that information out as soon as we can, however, based on certain aspects of our investigation, we have to evaluate everything and decide when the best time is to do that. We're still, it's still a missing persons investigation, however. They bring in a lot of assets that we don't have locally, and they're, they're a great help. So that's the reason for bringing them in. So it continues to be a missing person investigation. We'll take two more questions. Yes, sir. For a small town like this, how much does a missing person you know, we, it, it has a big impact our, in our community. We're small, pretty tight-knit, and a lot of people, there's a lot of people that are concerned about this. But, you know, it's not just locally. I've seen a lot of concern nationwide. I mean, this hits a lot of, a lot of, different, uh, a lot of different homes, and, and it, there's just been an outpouring of concern, and it's pretty impressive. And you talk about the compare the size and area that you started off searching and what the question is, is how big our search area has expanded. Uh, we started off, obviously, you start off semi-small when you get the information. Obviously, it expands as you maybe find things or as you receive information. We've expanded quite a bit. Um, it's just to, to reiterate, we don't know where we'll be tomorrow. We're going to reevaluate where we are today, and we'll make decisions based on that. Last question. I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. Is suicide being considered at all? Uh, you know, in any investigation, you look at all aspects, and that is part of the investigation is you look at backgrounds. And so um, since we haven't found her, you don't rule out anything. However, we don't suspect her. Where do we go from here? Um, we go. <laughs> Honestly, uh, <laughs> we go. Tips. Tips are huge. We're, um, we've got a big team of investigators from very different aspects of expertise that we're looking at everything we possibly can. Um, we just keep going, honestly. We're, this, is, this is a very big, it's our top priority. We're pouring all our resources into this as well as many other agencies. And we, I, I don't you know how else to say it, we just go. It's, but the community can, can give us a lot of help. I mean. That second set of eyes is huge, and we've seen that in so many different situations that um, we need help. We can always use help, so anything you do for us, we appreciate it.
Okay, so that was the update from yesterday, which, you know, what we already know at this point. Um, I want to go ahead. There was a video that was put out today. It's very short, but I do want to play it. And this is a video of um, Suzanne's husband. And this video was released by the family. This wasn't through law enforcement or crime stoppers or anything like that. This is something that was released on the Facebook page. You may have or may not have seen it already. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and play this, and then I'm going to introduce my, my guest to you guys. Oh, Suzanne, if anyone is out there that can hear this, that has you, please we'll do whatever it takes to bring you back. We love you. We miss you. Your girls need you. No questions asked. However much they want, I will do whatever it takes to get you back. Honey, I love you. All right, so that video was actually, I don't know if you guys could hear me or not, but that video was her husband and that was released today. So I would like to welcome my guest at this point, John Schmitz. John, are you there? Uh, yes, I'm here. Hi, John. How you doing? I'm doing well tonight. Um, I have my co-host, Melissa. She's muted, so I'm not sure if she's at her mic right now. But, um, yeah, thanks for coming on with me tonight. I found your story interesting. And, you know, on my podcast, we always follow these cases and we look into every aspect. So if anybody knows anything about anybody that is involved, I'd love to talk to them and find out more about them. Well, unlike you, I'm not, uh, I don't follow these cases, but when it hits home for me, uh, the way it did, I felt like I needed to get involved and not just call the tip line, but to get what I know and what I saw out to the public. So if there's anyone else uh, that has a, a, an encounter like I had with uh, Mr. Morphew, they would come forward. And one of the things I'd like to clear up right out of the gate is uh, I, started not to do this interview because there's some people out there that are thinking I'm doing this for self-promotion and I'm running for an office. Uh, folks, this, this does not help me running for, in fact, it hurts me running for office. I'm running in a small district in Marion County that has no, nothing to do with this. And to say I'm self-promoting, it really is, it's shameful. Uh, and there's not a lot of people out there, but there's some that are saying that. Well, why is he doing this? Why is he doing this? Mm -hmm. Well, I'll tell you, what I saw, what I was experienced with this man is was so, uh, I mean, it was just so intense that I have to speak out. And mm -hmm. this very well be, may be my last time I talk about this. I've talked to some smaller outlets, and uh, no offense, but, you know, it's... Uh, it seems like you guys are really trying to find out the truth. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of speculation. There's a lot of innuendo. There's a lot of things going on out there that, you know, I just want to tell what I know and let everybody else figure this thing out. So I have been contacted back by the C, uh, CIB or Colorado Investigative Bureau uh, a couple times. Uh, I'm not going to share with what we talked about, uh, but you know, this is something that uh, is, it, it weighs heavy on my heart. 
So mm -hmm. that's that's sort of my disclaimer on this. If you think I'm in this for promotional, I don't need it. I honestly don't need it. So please stop shaming me. Well, I'm glad that you got to clear that up because I did see, you know, your posts on Facebook and it was just very straightforward to the point. You explained what happened to you um, and what your experience was. And if you don't mind, I'd like you to share that now. Okay, I'm going to give you sort of the Cliff Notes version of this. Uh, I'm really sort of tired of, uh, <laughs> of telling the story and I lived it for a year and a half with him. Uh, but basically, I'm a mason contractor here in Indianapolis. Uh, we contract bigger commercial jobs. We don't know who other subs are. Uh, and we just sort of have to deal with each other. And I'm generally a very good guy to get along with on the job. I let people use my forklift. I'm, I'm always a peacekeeper. Uh, but this particular guy, there was no peace to be had with him. Uh, my first encounter was the very first day he wanted to dump a load of mulch in front of all my material. And I, I simply said, hey, uh, I'll move my stuff if you need it. And he just snapped. And in front of the superintendent, and it was just like, whoa, that wasn't terrible. Uh, but it was just sort of, you know, just was sort of mean. Uh, we got through that. He moved on. And then later on in the job, I'm finishing up this job. Uh, we're working around a dumpster enclosure. He, he's on the job about three days early. I'm taking my scaffold down and trying to get out of the way. My guys are taking it down. I think everything's cool. I start to take off to go get some jobs materials for another job. And my guy comes running out and he goes, hey, there's a crazy person in the back. He's threw our tools in the road and he's, you know, verbally assaulting us. I'm like, oh my gosh, what's up with this? So I go back there and sure enough, it, it's Barry. He's, he's, he's just going crazy. I tell him to calm down and that did not work. I said, well, I'm going to go get the superintendent. So I turn around to walk away. And then he just storms right after me. And this is when I sort of got a little scared because I saw the look in his eyes. This was like, he was just going to run right through me. He just charges at me and then body bumps me. And I go backwards and I'm like, I'm out of here. I'm going to go get a superintendent. I go out, I can't find him. And I suddenly realize that, okay, I've left this guy with my guys. I need to get back there, get this scaffold out of the way and clear out. Well, I'm taking off one of the braces and he comes back and blindsides me knocks me over and I just came back out of instinct and just sort of, you know, put him, I'm like not as big as this guy. I put him in a headlock and pushed him up against the wall and held him till he stopped, you know, doing what he was doing. And then it was a whole different story, but uh, either his guys or somebody called the police, the Whitestown police come out, they do their investigation, nothing happens, nobody's arrested. And this was in December of 2017. So, uh, I think I told the wrong timeline on uh, another one I did, and now just because it was like one thirty in the morning. Mm -hmm. uh, but so like it was said, December of two thousand seventeen. December of two thousand seventeen. So this was so, in Indiana because they moved to Colorado in two thousand eighteen. From what I right. read. Right. Well, and then so fast forward six months, and I'm not even going to mention why I think this happened. It just sort of takes away from the story. We'll keep on focusing on the story. Uh, we get in the mail that we are charged. I get a, a summons, a, a charge in the mail from the state of Indiana that I'm being charged for disorderly conduct as a class B misdemeanor traffic ticket type of thing. And I'm like, wow, that's weird. Well, he gets one at the same time. Well, as you noted, he moved. So he didn't really get the notice. So he didn't show up for our first court hearing, which was in July, I believe. 
and uh, then he gets a warrant out for his arrest. Oh, uh, he I, somehow they found out, and he comes back, turns himself in, and then signs a diversion. And a diversion's where you just sort of pay your money and say you did it, and it goes away. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, I did not. I was like, this is wrong. I did not do this. I, I just stood. I just protected my my guys. So I went all the way through this, and I saw somebody posting there. Well, he had his day in court. No, I never had a day in court. They drugged this thing out for a, over a year, and then they dismissed it. So I never, I never had a day in court. It just went away. So he just paid a fine and moved on. I, I didn't pay a fine. I could no, have. He did. Oh, no, he yeah. did. He did. He, he, he did. And, uh, uh, and, and that's, uh, honestly, I'm like, good riddance. I don't ever want to see that man again. I don't ever want to have anything to do with him. And I was, uh, our local news. This, I mean, I'm not even, the local news ran a story on it. And that's when I saw the last name in Indiana teacher moved to Colorado and the last name and my heart just sunk mm. and uh, I'm like no just I don't want to look this up and see if that's him and and when I did I just automatically I just had that sick feeling mm. and so uh, then it went through my mind what do I do I mean you know first thing I think about is me you know I think about what I'm trying to do and all that and I'm like you know what the right thing to do is to get this out there. This has been out a week. You know, they're, they've searched, they've done a lot of things. Uh, I, you know, so I called the tip line and then I saw that there was some conversation on there and I just wanted to, I put it on my personal page first and then I started getting contacted by a lot of people about what's going on, asking me questions and mm -hmm. I should have just left it at that. But my thing is, you know, I guess in, in my case, I look at this if I'm a, if I'm in the family. I mean, wouldn't you want to know this thing? Are you, wouldn't you want to know that if there's something like this uh, that's going? I mean, I, I, from what I gather, they haven't told them much of anything. Uh, and then you see uh, today he comes out with a, a plea that uh, if I was an attorney, I would say, do not do that. Uh, uh, so, but, you know, and, and, you know, for, for clarification, my credibility is I do actually have a master's degree in psychology from the University of the Rockies and did my thesis work. That's ironic. Yeah. The whole thing is, is it's not a, it's not a coincidence. I mean, there is a purpose for this to happen. I've wondered why this happened. Uh, I just wonder why. And uh, sometimes you don't know for a long time. And, you know, I, I am praying. I am praying that this turns out for the best. But what I saw that day that only maybe my guys uh, really couldn't see this guy's eyes. You know, you couldn't see the, the rage and the anger in him. And otherwise, if it was just a normal, if it was just a confrontation, I, you know, I probably wouldn't pay much mind to it. Mm -hmm. But this was more than, I, I can't explain it. I can't explain it. So, so when you say like the first time you had like the contact with him where he snapped, was it like he was angry over something that really wasn't that big of a deal? Like he was overly angry. And both encounters, I, I was, it was a symptom of his problem. Uh, it, that's what I felt like he just needed to be. First of all, he, he seemed like a, like I said, I'm a psychologist. So I analyzed everything myself more than anybody. Uh, 
what was the deal? What did I do wrong? And in this case, what did I do wrong? Why did I, why did this guy get to this point with me? But you know, I'm a leader of my company and I have to protect my guys and I have to, and honestly, it was instinct. I mean, I really didn't, I mean, this, like I said, this guy's way bigger than me. And uh, I was just instinct of protecting my people. Uh, but I really think that, and he still didn't calm down. You know, a lot of times when people have anger issues, they'll pop off and they'll calm down, mm -hmm. but he never did. And, you know, the job superintendent, he has this information in his, you know, daily report. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's witnesses. It's not like, you know, some of the folks on there saying, well, this, this is just one side. I am a person of integrity. I try to tell this story as unbiased as possible. I know a lot of people will spin things around and, and sure. make it look better on themselves. But I'm frankly embarrassed that I got into a scuff with this guy. I really am. I mean, this is just not how I do things. 20 years ago, we'd have been in it. So but had <laughs> had you ever seen him or had any contact with him prior to those couple incidents? Nope, never, ever. Never, never seen ever. him on a job site or anything? Nope, never, ever. And I I asked, we asked around, because he, he bullied the electricians too. Uh, and part of the problem is, you know, when you're, a, 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 when you're aggressive like that on a job and the owner isn't there and you're an employee, you can't stand up to these guys because you don't want to cause trouble and lose your jobs. And that's why my guys came and got me. Thanks, Felix. But, right, right. And, and so it's our job to protect our people. And, uh, and it, it, like I said, it just, there was something else in, that was bothering him. And uh, uh, I just, I never could find, I never knew. I never knew. I just knew that he was, it was a frustrating thing. And he was a, a guy that loved the center of attention and, you know, just personality traits of narcissism and, I'm, I'm more important than you, you're in my way. I don't care what it's gonna to take to get you out of my way. And that's pretty much how it went down. So you say he's bigger than you, is he a pretty big guy? Like how big are you and how big would you say he is? Cause he looks like a, like a buff guy. Yeah, he's, I'm like 6'3", but I'm like 200. I'm not, I would, what you'd call like Abraham Lincoln skinny. Uh, and he is, he was stout. Like I said, the first time he body bumped me, I mean, he just came up and it's like, just bumped me. And I went backwards and I was like, whoa, uh, this is, uh, you know, I got, I got to diffuse. I got to let this calm down. I got to go. And, and the second time he, he blindsided me, I was, you know, like I said, it was more of an instinct. Uh, but yeah, he outweighs me and I may be an inch taller or two, but I mean, we were eye to eye, pretty much eye to eye. Uh, and like I said, the, the the anger was I, I've seen two other people in my life with that look in their eye and uh, two uh, uh, one of them was a small a kid about 10 or 11 and the other kid was about 16 uh, and I, I'm I've been I've been a contractor for 30 years I've seen things come and go I've been you know I have a, a, a degree on paper but I got a real life degree in reading people and hiring and firing and managing and and all that so, I, you know, my thing is uh, what I would like to see is everybody quit trying to speculate on what is going on here. And the reason for me to come out is I know that there's got to be more people that has ha has had an encounter with him to some degree in that in that respect. There's just no way that he just happened to pick me out right. or, or that or, or whatever. I mean, 
Even if it's a personality flaw, I mean, if that's, you know, his his anger temperament, um, I would I would feel that there's probably others that have that have had run ins. Um, people are asking in chat if you ever met Suzanne. I don't think you have, but I'm going to ask you anyway. No, and, and I'm a cyclist here uh, and uh, I, I'm in all the communities to, and, and but apparently she was only started riding in Colorado. Uh, she didn't ride much here mm. from my friends that I, nobody knows her. Uh, so, but it, when I looked at where she lives and I, you know, to catch up on this thing to see what's up. And that was the first time I'd watched that press conference that you just showed and uh, the different things on there. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it, you know, to me, and, and this is just, you know, my opinion on somebody that moved from Alexandria that was well-liked that moves out to nowhere. And she seems like a very social person, uh, you know, you go out and you do solo rides when you're lonely. And when you have, you know, when you have nothing to do or, you know, it's just one of those things uh, that it, it just didn't make sense to me to be such a social person and move out to where that was. I was shocked to see that it was so. Yeah. So desolate. Yeah. So, but that's, you know, just speculation. And I really don't want to get into that part of it. I know mm -hmm. there's enough people out there that are on both sides of this. Uh, uh, and, uh, you know, if anybody in the family's watching or whatever, I'd be glad to talk to you, whatever. Uh, I can offer some counseling, whatever I can do. I just want to help. I don't want anybody to destroy the messenger. I'm just trying to get this part out. And in all fairness, I reached out to you. I saw your post and I was interested in your story and I reached out to you and you agreed to, you know, come on and tell your story. And we talked beforehand and we said, we're going to stick to the facts. We can speculate all day long, but what you have is stories of facts. And, um, you know, I believe you when you say you saw that look in the eye, I know what you mean by that. I've seen that in people as well. And it's like, it's like they change. They snap, they change, you see it in their face. And like you said, most people snap out of it pretty quickly. Um, but it's, 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 it makes me uncomfortable thinking of your experience and then the story where she's been gone for now a week. A week. And it took a week for this this plea to come out today. So Yeah, yeah. I saw it yesterday morning and you know, and I wouldn't even have paid it any mind if it wasn't for the last name. Honestly, I wouldn't even have thought about that. But as soon as I saw that last name, which is etched in my mind, I Oh, I'm it, sure. It was just what it is. So, uh, you know, I, like I said, I'm praying, I'm praying that this all works out. Yeah, uh, we are I don't too. Know what it is about you all out in Colorado, but geez, I know just, it's crazy. It's not safe well, to be not in Colorado. I mean, you're somewhere else, but all these cases, yeah, all these cases out there and, and it's so pretty and mm -hmm. all that, but I don't just think it's just a sign of our times. I don't know. I, you know, like I said, I'm just very sad, sad about this. And uh, well, I'm glad to hear that they got back with you because I know earlier when we were messaging, you hadn't heard back, but you have been in contact with the CBI and um, the FBI, I guess, has joined the search as well. Yeah, and uh, they have a lot of a lot of manpower out there, a lot smarter than me. Uh, you know, I just, uh, you know, and really my information is not going to help with the search. Uh, right. Per se. 
but I think it is important to get it out and say, hey, if you got, you know, and the tip line says, if you got anything, you think it's big or small, put it out there. Now, mm-hmm. does that mean go on these talk things or whatever? But no, it doesn't mean that. But I think that does help things get out to the public. It does. It does. And, you know, it may open a door for someone else. And and that's important because we have a missing mother. You know, we have we have someone whose children are missing her tonight. And that's important. All right. Well, well, thank you, John, for sharing your story. I do. I really appreciate it. It was nice to meet you. And under better circumstances, I wish. But yeah. uh, And good luck. Good luck with everything that you've got going on as well. Yeah, we got a few things going on here. You're a busy guy. What's that? Oh, You're a yeah. busy guy. It's, uh, yeah, I mean, but like I said, you're never too busy to do the right thing. Right, right. And you know what? I commend you for doing the right thing because I can imagine the kind of flack that you're receiving. And it's it's all unfair and, you know, unjustified. But I'm glad you were able to explain your, your point of view and your stance tonight. All right. Hey, thanks a lot. Have a good evening. All right. Thanks, John. Talk to you soon. Hey, Melissa, are you there? Yes, I'm here, Jay. Okay. So what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on this entire situation? I mean, I don't know. I was listening again to the press conference, um, and I noticed that he said, when asked, is the husband cooperating? He said he is, and I hope he continues to do. So I don't want to read too much into. Yeah, we don't want to do that, that. because look what happened last time. Right, so. right. And I don't want to do that. However, I think it is important to get to get everything out there. So if right. there's any other, you know, family, friends, or anybody who's watching or wants to come on and talk. We are open to any to anybody to come on and talk, not just, you know, one one side or the other, or one point of view or the other. Um, I in no way I'm saying that the husband had anything to do with this. This is simply just a story about her husband. And when we dig into these cases, we dig into these cases. Um, I do believe him. I do believe that he had the experience that he explained. Um so, I mean, take it for what it's worth. The nephew, Angela, the nephew is um, searching. He's doing uh, press updates and things like that. Um, so I don't know about getting him on. I know that we've tried to reach out. We haven't heard back. Um, are they separated? Not that we know of, no. And according to the husband's plea, I don't know if, if you guys are just joining um, I'll play that again. It's pretty short. Well, I want to know too. I mean, I don't, is it rumor or has it been confirmed that Suzanne told the neighbor, if I don't come back, call the police? I don't think that has been confirmed. No. I don't think that is. But from what I understand, and, and correct me if I heard this wrong. Was she gone only an hour before she was reported missing? I think she left at 4.30 to go on the bike ride. I believe I saw someone put that in chat. And then, yeah, I believe it was like an hour. 
that seems like a really short amount of time to report someone missing. Right. And it sounds like from what all the reports said in the beginning, that once she was reported missing, they were on it right away. Like they got a lot of manpower out there right away. And now the FBI is involved, the CBI, the county police. I mean, it doesn't sound good. Um, the person that reported her missing was a neighbor, Kimberly. Um, and that was because the daughter, one of the daughters or both of the daughters had gone to their house and said that she did not return back and they couldn't get a hold of her. Um, Jacqueline says that other witnesses are coming forward about their concern with Barry Morphew's anger issue. I did read that. I guess um, one of the boyfriends of the daughters came forward and oh. said he got into a fight with him because he was over at the house. And I guess Barry went off on the boyfriend when he was over. Oh, I didn't see that. Didn't see yeah, that. I just read that on an article a little bit ago. But I don't know which daughter it was, though. Yeah, and I know they don't typically bring in the FBI unless they have more information. That's what I've seen. Oh, I mean, here, I'm going to play this this video of him again. And this was, I guess, yesterday when this came out. Um, Acadia, he was in Denver and she disappeared. And Denver is about 150 miles away from where they live in Maysville. What was he doing in Denver? We don't know. I've heard it. I've heard two different things that he was there for some kind of um, firefighter training because he was a volunteer firefighter. And then I heard something about landscaping, but I don't know if either one is even correct. Now, is there proof that he was in Denver? Does he, I mean, did anyone see him there? Can yeah, we confirm? don't. Yeah, we don't know. We haven't heard anything about that. Just that he was in Denver. I don't know if he was supposed to come home that day. Um, but yeah, for training, <clears throat> excuse me, training for uh, firefighting on a mother's on Mother's Day is a little a little odd. So I don't know what the reason was that he was there. I really don't. I don't want to speak on that necessarily. What I found a little odd in that was just that um, he said how much ever they want. I don't know. I don't know what that means. How much ever they want. Like, is he willing to give more money? Is that what he? Well, I think that's what he's saying. So he's assuming she's being held for money. I don't know. Like a ransom. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, like a ransom. Hmm. I don't know. So at any rate, that's that's where we're that was at. was a very, very, very short plea, too. I found that a little weird. Huh? It was like 20 seconds. Yeah, and it was released on the Facebook page. So I don't know who's running the Facebook page for them. Um, but it was released by the family. He hasn't talked to anybody else. So maybe they think that it was a kidnapping and maybe there's proof of that. And that's why the FBI got involved so soon. I mean, we could speculate about a lot of stuff. I don't really want to do that. 
But well, I'm sure they're going to think of it as a kidnapping because the bike was found and she's not found. Mm-hmm. So they have really nothing much else to go on at this point. Yeah. You know, Catherine, I agree with you. I struggle with these interviews, too, because we don't know, like, how we would act. And everybody's so different. So, like, if your husband or wife was missing, you don't know how you would act. Everybody is so different personality-wise anyway that when you're in a situation like that, you just don't know. So, (sighs) the bike was actually, from what I heard, propped up against a tree. Salute said in chat that their stay-at-home order was lifted May 8th. So what does that mean? I don't know. She just commented and tagged her names in it. May 8th. So that was two days before she went missing. Tracy, I saw that on Facebook and that was confirmed to be 100% rumor. Um, There was someone on Facebook claiming that she saw a woman screaming, I'm being kidnapped, and she didn't think anything of it. I heard that that was 100% rumor. Hi, Yolanda. Um, Tight-lipped cop speaks volumes to me, says Alexis Carr. I mean, it's a, you guys, you know, when you talk about kidnapping, it's like she lived in a, such a desolate place. There, there's nothing around there. She's in the mountains. So I don't know, like, why a kidnapper would just randomly, like, drive around the mountains to find a woman alone on Mother's Day. That doesn't make sense to me. Do you know what I mean? Right. I mean, I mean, it's, it's, I don't want, I don't want to say anything because we got bashed last time for saying things. So, <laughs> well, it, to... I mean, it's okay. We're just, we're just discussing, but I'm just saying like the whole kidnapping aspect, it just seems weird that, um, someone would randomly drive through the mountains. Oh, Salute says, I don't see him up in Denver for work. If we lifted our May 8th, almost seems too convenient. Mm. Okay. Debbie says, hey, Jay, I believe it was confirmed that there was either no training or it was canceled. Also, they would never schedule a training for Mom's Day. Her brakes were locked up and against a tree. Almost like it was placed there, maybe, to make it look like she went on a bike ride. Hmm. Well, what is the deal with um, the cameras? Did you hear anything about that? No, I did not. I heard something along the lines that their cameras on their home um, stopped working four days prior to this. I don't know if it's true. Like, is it confirmed that she said, I'm going on a bike ride? Because it could have been staged. Like, he could have, if it was placed up against a tree... And then wasn't some of her belongings found also, too? Yes, but they're not saying what. Right. We don't know what was found. It could have been, I'm not saying him, but anyone could have staged it to make it look like she went on a bike ride unless she told someone she was actually going on a bike ride. 
I don't know if she told her daughters that she was going on a bike ride and then someone in chat said no she didn't wait hold on what's Debbie mean by that I don't know I just read it the bike, they... the bike ride has not been confirmed. So we don't even know if she actually said she was going on a bike ride. To oh, it wasn't confirmed. So what did the girls, I wonder, say, or one of the daughters say when they went to the neighbor? Just that they couldn't get a hold of her? I think, yes. Mm. Wow. But only being gone for an hour, that doesn't... Seem right. Yeah. You no. usually don't worry about someone after an hour. I mean, especially a mother. Well, and a if wife. She, well, if she didn't. Okay. If she didn't tell someone she was going for a bike ride, why did in one hour her daughter say she didn't return from a bike ride? Am I. Misunderstanding this? I know I saw someone in chat when you asked the question, when did she leave for the bike ride? And someone put in 4.30. Yeah, and where's her phone? She left her phone in That her? might be one of the personal items, possibly. Sure. How long, do you guys remember how long it took for the FBI to get involved in, in Kelsey's case? Wasn't that like a few weeks or a month? I'm probably wrong, but I thought it was like a month or something. I feel like it wasn't right away. No, it wasn't. Um, someone wants me to play his, his thing again and kind of stop after each sentence. So. <clears throat> someone said in chat, FBI involved because they already have a person of interest. This is an open and shut case. Who said that? How would you know that? Tina Woodworth. Tina, do you know them or? I mean, is it protocol that the FBI doesn't get involved unless there's a person of interest? I don't know that. And someone also in chat said they used to live there. You don't leave for a bike ride in the mountain areas at 430. It's too late. Well, what if she, I mean, what if she got a new bike and she was just going for a quick little ride down the road? I mean, we just don't know. We just don't know. But here, let's watch. Let's watch this guy again. And I'm not doing this to pick on him. I'm doing it because people are asking. So here we go. This is only 26 seconds long. Oh, Suzanne, if anyone is out there that can hear this, that has you, please we'll do whatever it takes to bring you back. Wait a minute. That has you, please we'll do whatever it takes to bring you back. We love you. We miss you. Your girls need you. No questions asked. However much they want. I will do whatever it takes to get you back. Honey, I love you. 
I don't, you know, I'm not, I'm not one to analyze like people's body language and stuff. But someone in chat was making mention of how he shakes his head back and forth. Yes. Mm -hmm. I mean, he does it the whole time. Tina said that she worked as a private investigator. They won't spend the money unless it's worth it. Oh. Casey said, hello, Suzanne. Then he asks if anyone is out there that has you like he knows exactly what happened and exactly who he's talking to. Hmm. CBI and FBI will not get involved on a case unless there's evidence. What's up, Debbie? What do you want? She said, I wish I could talk to you. Did you see what Lauren said? I just read they said all neighbors are needed to turn in video between May 8th and the 12th. Oh, wow. Uh-oh. They're going to find some video. They're going to find something on that. Is she left by herself on her bike or not? Because I saw how those neighbors, if you watch the previous live I did about this, the neighbors um, are not close. They all have like the same connecting road. It's like a dirt road. And their driveways are kind of long and off that. These are big, huge houses too. And their right. driveways are kind of long. So it's not like, you know, when I think of a neighbor, I can see my neighbor next door. I can see their house. But they can't. I don't think they can. Lauren said they searched the water today. Mm. They know something. They know something. Oh, it makes me sick. Um, Debbie said he says if anyone's out there that can hear this. Yeah, he did say that. Let's let's listen again. Oh, Suzanne, if anyone is out there that can hear this, that has you. He says, hello, Suzanne. If anyone is out there that can hear this, that has you. It doesn't really make sense. We'll do whatever it takes right. He's back. almost saying it like he thinks her. someone took her and is holding her for ransom. No That's how he's playing it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Could it be the dudes in shock? The dudes beside himself? She's been gone a week? Very likely. Very it likely. could be, but I mean, if you're doing a plea for your wife, I wouldn't just leave it at one scenario. I would be, you know, I would have said a lot more than if you have her. Yeah, it's like he's already but, got it. He's already got right. it in his mind that, that his this mind, is what happened. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's no other options. There's, it's, not, it's not very uh, broad. He's very specific, really. Yes. She's asked however much they want. Yeah, now I'm wondering about the whole bike thing now, too. Is that a ploy? Was it staged? Since it hasn't been confirmed? You know, I I didn't know that until you said that, and that makes that makes sense. Especially if it was propped up against a tree and the brakes were locked. Yeah. And if and if no one saw her on her bike, like you said, mm -hmm. we may or not even know. Everyone's asking if you could play the nephew's interview. Oh, sh yeah. Okay, here. Um, 
Oh, wow. Okay, the Pueblo County Sheriff's Office dive team was out today. And oh, With wow. All those pictures. Yeah, there's pictures. And here's one. Can you, you guys can see it in just a second here? I mean, they don't do search efforts like this, this specific. Unless they know something. And I can say that pretty confidently that they don't do this unless they know something. Wow. There's another photo too. The diver going in. <clears throat> It doesn't say if they found anything or not. But they've narrowed in on this area for a reason. There's right. There's things they found there and probably in the manner that they were maybe scattered or, you know, how they found them, maybe in disarray or something. But personal items can be anything. So let me find the nephew. I don't know. Where the who the nephew interviewed with does anybody did anybody say? Um, I'm just gonna. I'll just. Maxine said that the nephew said there's something they know, something like that. Let me see if I can find his interview. And was the interview? Did they say today or? They didn't say when it was. Gwen said, I think someone said Denver Channel. I have a hard time keeping a straight face sometimes when I read her comments. I know, right? <laughs> Angela, he wanted us to all ask about the condition of the bike. Who did? I have no idea. The nephew? I'm confused. I don't see any interview with him. I can't find it. Is it on Facebook? I don't know. I'm looking it up now. I know he's done a couple updates. I haven't seen a recent one. He's in Denver, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm on Fox 31 Denver. Um, oh, K-O-A-A. K-O-A-A. We're just all too familiar with these Colorado news channels, aren't we? I know. Now, is it true or not that the husband was a baseball player? Is that correct? Someone's I did not hear. 
Someone in chat said he played for the Toronto Blue Jays, but then I saw somebody else said that it was more of like a minor league. Um, All right, he's on the phone, so I'm just going to go ahead and uh, play the audio. I'm not going to play the video. Have her nephew, Trevor Noel. He is going to talk about what's going on with this case. Trevor, good morning. Good morning. I know you've been in the midst of the search uh, for her. Uh, tell us what's going on now as far as you and the search crews and the family are concerned. Sure. Um, every morning, early, we've been gathering and creating a game plan, and we just sent a bunch of teams out. We have our biggest crew yet today going out again. Um, and we're working all day from when the sun comes up until the sun comes down, scouring every hill, every creek, every watershed, looking for our beloved family member and my aunt, Suzanne. I know it must be really difficult. Is there, is there any clue as to what might happen? Are there any theories that you're working on? Yes, there are, but um, I think it's best for the investigation and for the family and for the progress that we, that we uh, keep, it, keep it close. Um, and maybe not discuss it live right now, but we're making progress and we are so far from giving up and we are going to find her today. Okay, I will do that, I will honor that. Uh, tell us a little bit about Suzanne, what was she like? I think the question was to tell you a little bit about Suzanne. Yes. She is the sweetest, most loving person. Um, she's my aunt and the most wonderful, loving, beautiful person inside and out, and we need her back to us now. I know that there's been a reward uh, offered by the family and also a friend of the family. Uh, talk a little bit about that if you can. I'm sorry, I can't hear you. Uh, yeah, we're breaking up, I know, it's, it's difficult. Uh, talk a little bit about the reward that is being offered if you can. Yes, so Barry, Suzanne's husband, has put out a reward of $100,000 for her safe return with no questions asked. And a generous family friend has matched his offer. So we have $200,000 that we'll offer for Suzanne's safe return, no questions asked. All right, and is there anything that you would like to ask the viewers to do? Any information yes. that you would like to get out there? Yes, please. I would implore the viewers, everyone, please go to Facebook and visit the page, Find Suzanne Morphew, facebook.com slash Find Suzanne Morphew. We also have information about our GoFundMe page on the About section of the Facebook page. And the tip line is the most important. If you see anything, if you hear anything, if you saw anything suspicious from Sunday on until now, anywhere in the state, anywhere that you are, please call the tip line, 719-312-7530. And I know the search is going to continue today. You talked about that, but what's, what's the game plan as far as uh, taking the search into the weekend? Um, we're going everywhere. We have teams going into, into towns and into remote mountainous areas and every place in between, scouring the area, looking for any clue, and that's the game plan. And to... And, you know, we're gathering together at the end of each day or as we can throughout and compiling everything that we find and building a stronger, building a stronger plan for the next day and going out um, with a, a more coordinated effort. 
Well, Trevor, I can't imagine what you and the rest of the family are going through. I want to thank you for uh, joining us this morning and uh, bringing us up to date. And uh, please keep us up to date if you can, okay? I sure will. Thank you for helping get us helping us get the word out. Okay. All right, Trevor Noel. Thank you much. Thank you. Sorry. Well, that was Trevor, her her nephew. He sounds so genuinely panicked. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, there is a GoFundMe for the search efforts. It's in the description of the video. As of right now, the GoFundMe has raised almost $30,000. And their goal is 50 grand. So they put up a $200,000 reward and they have a GoFundMe. Um, I'm assuming for search efforts. You sounded pretty confident, what, two days ago that they were going to find her that day? He said, we're, we're going to find her today. So I don't know if he's just being, you know. Positive. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he, he's not facing, you know, what the grim reality could be. He's trying to keep, keep his, keep positivity. But he really sounds like he is really close with his aunt and he's really shooken up. So I guess we we keep our eye on this, and you know, like I said, if if there's anybody who is family or friends, and you want to speak out and you want to, you know, talk to us about Suzanne or anything, feel free to email J is for Justice at gmail dot com, and also you can find on Facebook J is for Justice. Um, what Debbie? What interview did you see? I think she's talking about the nephew. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I guess that's it. That's that's what we have for now. Someone said Suzanne's nephew said he created the GoFundMe to help pay for the family to come to Colorado and stay. But oh. why isn't her hubby helping with this? Huh. Is her family in Indiana then? I'm assuming if they have to pay for the family to come out and stay. Because well, I think they just recently moved from Indiana in early 2019. So this is like a, a new move for them. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So I'm sure all the family is back in Indiana. Yeah, Debbie, if you find the interview, feel free to um, send me the link and I will go live and and we can play it. But I'm not finding anything else from Trevor. As far as interviews on camera, I thought there was one, but I'm not, I'm not finding it. Well, I'm going to leave this here, guys. And uh, Debbie, if you want to message me on Facebook or email me, we can figure this out. So, Melissa, thank you for joining me tonight and, and talking through this case. It was great to have John on. I believe he's a stand-up guy. He's he's just shooting, you know, truth um, from his experience. And, uh, yeah, I mean, thanks all the moderators. Thank you, everyone who's here. If you uh, did not give this a thumbs up yet, please do on your way out. Thank you for having me on. Absolutely. I will talk to you guys soon. 
Thank you so much.